In this presentation, we will take a look at a table or a type of flowchart, which will help us visualize and see the process to the question of, can you claim the American Opportunity Credit? This information can be found in publication 970. So here is our table, the question being, can you claim the American Opportunity Credit? And we're gonna go through the series of yes or no questions. And as we do so, we'll get to the end result and say yes or no, we can or we cannot. So this is one way to visualize this form of questions. First question we're gonna ask, did you pay qualifying, qualified education expenses in 2018 for an eligible student? So that's gonna be the first question, of course, do we have any expenses that are qualified that we paid? And typically, if we have a question about that, we can look into what types of payments are qualified and whatnot. If the answer to that is yes, then we move forward. If it's no, then of course, you can't claim the American Opportunity Credit for 2018. Next item, so we're gonna assume yes on the first one and go to the next one. Did the academic period for which the paid qualified education expenses begin in 2018 or the first three months of 2019? So remember, we're on kind of a cash basis. We're going by when the payment was made generally, uh, even if this class didn't start until the next year. However, there's that three months. So it has to start within the first three months of 2019. If that is indeed the case, then we're going to say yes. If not, then no. Moving to the next one. Is the eligible student you, your spouse, if married filing jointly, or your dependent you claim on your tax return? So the expenses that were paid, of course, have to be typically, you can think of it as somebody who's on my tax return. Who's on my tax return? Well, I'm on my tax return. My spouse is on my tax return. And anybody, typically children, uh, dependents, often children, are on the tax return. And, and, they, and so if I paid for some type of expenses for someone other than them that's not on my tax return, well, probably I'm going to have a problem there taking the deduction. But if they're on my tax return, then I'm going to say yes move to the next one uh, are you listed as a dependent on another person's return so this one is saying this would be the situation where i would be like a student and and a child on my parents tax return so they would still be claiming me and possibly because i'm going to school allowing me to basically be claimed by my parents possibly in that situation and of course as i'm going to school i would have low income so it would be advantageous to be claimed on the parent's return, which probably has higher income and would be uh, better to take this credit and have any other kind of benefits related to the dependents. So in this case, we'd say if no, because if I obviously if I was a dependent, then I couldn't uh, take the credit because it would be going to my parents tax return and not mine, most likely if it was taken at all. So if, if we'll say no, we're going to go forward. Is your filing status married filing separately? And this is another one that the IRS basically just says, we don't allow that. We don't allow married filing separately. It's too complicated for us to basically see if people are manipulating the system if you break up the married return. So remember, if you're married, you really only have the option of filing married filing joint or married filing separate. Typically, you want to go with married filing joint because if you don't, you could lose some things, some credits and whatnot, such as this type of credit. You can't jump back to head a household or single, even if it's beneficial for tax purposes, typically, if you're married. So we'll go to the next, we're going to say no, because if we're married, we file a joint return or we're not married, which means we filed probably single or head of household. Next item, uh, for any part of 2018 
Were you or your spouse a non-resident alien who didn't elect to be treated as a resident alien for tax purposes? So we have that situation if they're a non-resident alien, if that applies to you, then you want to look into circumstances, special situations related to that. We're going to say no here and move to the next one. Is your modified adjusted gross income, MAGI, basically your income level, less than 90000 or 180000 if married, filing jointly? So that's kind of like your income level, modified AGI. So that's line seven on the tax return. Uh, and then it's slightly modified for this type of credit. And of course, these are the upper limits. So what this means is if you don't, if you're close to this limit, like if we're married and we had pretty like $175,000, then the credit's probably going to be limited anyways, because it's, it's going to be phased out. But when we get to 180000 then we lose it altogether. Typically, if married, of course, it's a lower uh, threshold for single and head of household, because nowadays they're assuming uh, two income households. And therefore it's double so if, it, if we're under that then we could still go with the credit so we'll keep going did you use uh, the same expenses to claim a deduction or credit and so that's basically saying if you had qualified tuition or qualified expenses for education if you used them somewhere else and that could be possible because sometimes uh, there might be some uh, an area where we can deduct them and whatnot typically if you have the choice we would want to take the credit first but just be aware that if you see, oh, here's an education deduction and here's an education credit, the IRS doesn't say, well, you can't take the same money and get a deduction for it and a credit. You got to choose which is better. Usually the better one would be to take the credit. And so if we say, no, we didn't do anything else with, with that uh, amount that we paid, we go to the next one. Uh, were the same expenses paid entirely with tax-free scholarship grants or employer provided education in, uh, assistance. So now the question is, did the payments that were made come from tax-free income? So, so it's, it's coming from a source that we didn't pay taxes on it. And then the IRS, of course, is gonna be skeptical about whether or not, you know, they're not gonna allow basically a credit for income that they didn't include as income. So the income wasn't included in income you know, we got a benefit, a scholarship or something, which would be a kind of income usually, and we didn't include it in income. So we already got a benefit from it. So we may not be able to, to take the credit uh, generally there. Next item, did you or someone else receive a refund of all the expenses? And of course, this is a similar situation. If we were to make the payments and say, oh yeah, well, we wrote the check, but then we got refunded in some way, like someone paid us back, the school gave the money back or we got a refund or something like that, then we didn't really make a payment. We made a payment, but then we got paid back. So obviously uh, there's no benefit typically and that would kind of make sense. So yeah, if we got refunded, no credit. If we, if no, then if we're good on all those, you can claim the American Opportunity Credit for 2018.